What up, everybody? It is Friday, May 13th. Friday the 13th. Jason! You don't know that reference, kids. You better not. Uh, 2022 AD. May 13th, 2022 AD. And it is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles. And you know what? This All this week I've been playing Lust Control. This is the last day of Lust Control. <laughs> Shall I start off with a nice Lust Control song with for you guys before we really, really get started, maybe? I think I might do that. Because these are both, like, over two-minute-long songs, and I don't want to bombard you with another five or six minutes of Lust Control in the middle of the thing. So... Enjoy Operation Rescue, guys, from Lust Control. It's just two minutes long or so, guys, so bear with me. Uh, this is from the uh, 2006 re-release from 1992, originally. Uh, we Are Not Ashamed by Lust Control. Operation Rescue. Very timely. Planned Parenthood, you ain't no good. Enjoy, guys, you musical Philistines. <laughs> we do abortions from 6 to 12 weeks. It looks like your girlfriend is at 8 weeks, which is optimum. It will be $225 or $245 with nitrous oxide. Wow. We only accept cash. Because of the protesting, our schedules are all messed up. We've had no procedures this week. We have 50 patients scheduled for the Saturday. We overbook because we know that some won't show up. Crazy. We can fit you in at 11.30. We are expecting protesters, but we'll try to have them cleared out by 11 or 11.30. If you see any protesters, don't try to get in. Just go to a phone booth and call us. And don't take any of their brochures. Hey, can you play some whack A songs? Like, what in the world? <laughs> Says OG Lee. I know, man. But you'll like this. Well, sometimes I get so angry. I can almost feel their pain. No Red Cross volunteers. Their blood. My hands. Wow. They're stained. There's no room for pride. I've done nothing too long to think that way inside. We make a stand while on our knees. We scream out loud for their silent pleas. Operation Rescue! Nice. It's a Christian song, guys. Operation Rescue. I'm not Satanizing you. Won't you lift a hand? For some, it's too late. God will smite our land. We can't sleep away our fate. We crawl and cry and end up in jail. Want no babies to die and end up for sale. There's no room for pride. I've done nothing too long. Won't you scream this song? Operation Rescue! Save the babies! Operation Rescue! Planned Parenthood. Operation Rescue! They're so wrong.
sounds like devil music, Hake. <laughs> well, thank you guys for, uh, for bearing with me through that excellent intro of, uh, of, uh, we gotta save the babies. Save the babies. What if they were killing you? Thank you. But anyway, guys, it is 9.05, and we gotta get started. Let's get right on with the show! Friday show, shall we? Along with our, this is our Operation Rescue the Babies. Punish the women who are killing the babies and punish the illegals invading our land. Oh, it's the Hake Report, the Hake Report, la la la. you guys doing? I am fine. That's the most terrifying Christianity music ever done before. But Uncle Ted 88 says, okay, this is actually not a bad tune. Thank you, man. Thank you. He's referring to Operation Rescue by Lust Control. It's, it's metal. Or it's hardcore, anyway. It's punk rock with a little bit of metal influence. Nice. Um, guys, how are you doing? By the way, speaking of music, I'm wearing my Gavlak t-shirt. It's a giant robot skull and crossbones. Cute, huh? Cute. Gavlak is a band. G-A-V-L-A-K. I won't tell you what it translates to. It says on the back, but I won't tell you. But it has to do with somebody who's like a disruptor. And uh, another Christian band, maybe. Or a Christian man. I will be reading your super chats, guys. This is not available from the Hake Report Teespring store. I got it from a, it's a band t-shirt. But, um, let me get, before I get to calls, let me tell you about this story. It was a tip. No, you know what? Let me tell you about Roe v. Wade. Hake news, guys. It's time for some Hake news. Uh... I mentioned this at the beginning of, at the end of hour one of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. You know I do hate news segments. I'm a journalist. Only the real kind, hopefully. Commie Nonsense Network, CNN. I'm a journalist. I replay commie non- I relay CNN headlines to you guys. Republican lawmakers are calling on Attorney General Merrick Garland, who I reminded you is not a Christian, to enforce a 1950 federal law that makes it illegal to hold protests outside the homes of judges. Did you know that that was a law? Good thing I didn't protest outside the home of a judge. I protested out the side of the home of Sheila Kuehl. You're so cruel. Evil woman. Sheila Kuehl, who is a 
Well, you, you saw you saw it earlier in the week. She's a L.A. County Board of Supervisors supervisor who voted to shut down outdoor dining during the scandemic in December 2020. But right now there are Antifa BLM. I don't know if they're exactly Antifa BLM, but they're evil people, feminists, women who hate men, so-called women. <laughs> um, who are for killing the babies, and so they protest outside the homes of, I don't know if they've been outside Justice Clarence Thomas, I don't think they have the nerve, but these people are for, uh, they're trying to intimidate the rhino justices who were appointed by Trump. You know, Kavanaugh, I think, Gorsuch maybe, stuff like that. So anyway, the Republicans want to want Merrick Garland, the attorney general, Biden's attorney general, maybe more like Obama's attorney general, to uh, enforce that law that says, no, you can't do it, from 1950. Protesters have been holding peaceful demonstrations, say Commie Nonsense Network, outside the homes of multiple conservative Supreme Court justices. They're not that conservative. After the publication of the Supreme Court opinion draft by Justice Alito that would overturn Roe v. Wade. Let me get to this, though. Meanwhile, leading anti-abortion activists, groups, also known as pro-life, are urging state lawmakers to reject legislation that would criminalize women for having abortions, for killing their babies. Criminalize them. Pretending that it's, oh, turn them into criminals. They are criminals. It's a peace crime. It's a so-called peace crime. It's not a war crime. Uh, Maybe it is a war crime. It's a war crime. The war on babies. They pretend it's a war on women. And they're fighting back, so they're committing war crimes, pretending that it's self-defense. Give me a break. Their call, these people who are urging state lawmakers to reject legislation that would criminalize, these so-called pro-life groups, urging state lawmakers to reject legislation that would criminalize women for having, committing abortions against their children, against the father's children. Their call is prompted by fears that women who have abortions could be charged criminally if Roe v. Wade is struck down, thus allowing the states to decide what to do with these killers, baby killers. I remember back in 2016, our greatest president, Donald J. Trump, before he won, officially, we knew that he was going to win. We knew. (laughs) Um... He said that women who commit abortions after it's outlawed should be punished. Yeah, of course. He was asked this in an interview. I'm like, yeah, of course. And people freaked out, including the so-called pro-life women and kiss-up males. And so he took it back. He's all, no, never mind. But anyway, here's a quote from the letter. This is from CNN. I guess they sent a letter to different lawmakers. Turning women who have abortions into criminals is not the way. Yes, it is. That's what I say. But here's, the, here's what they say. They wrote an open letter on Thursday, or published it on Thursday. More than 70 so-called national and state anti-abortion pro-life groups stated this. We state unequivocally that any measure seeking to criminalize or punish women is not pro-life. What? And we stand firmly opposed to such efforts. Yes, it is. This letter's signatories include National Right to Life, Susan B. Anthony List, Americans United for Life, March for Life Action, 
and U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, all kissing up, in my opinion, and pandering to the females who kill the babies. And I say that that's part of the kissing up to women stuff, because these... I've heard these pro-life females talk, because I went to Politicon one time. I've gone to Politicon, which is a political uh, convention, right? They have debates and panel discussions and things. Jesse Lee has spoken there, debated many people. He's debated John Fugelsang multiple times. He's debated um, that evil woman Karen Bass, who's trying to run for... She's a congressman, a a female black congressman out of California. She's supposed to be our representative, but she's trying to run for mayor here in L.A., by the way. He's debated her. Um, All kinds of nutty people he debated at Politicon over the years. Annual convention. But I remember seeing these pro-life women, so-called pro-life women talk, and it was all women. The heck? They were celebrating the fact that women took over the pro-life movement. It's not just run by white men anymore. Old white men. It should be run by old white men. We should be, we'd be better off. I say. Because these women want to, they're basically kissing up to the notion that white men running the show is a bad thing. They, they act like they believe the, the, the left, you know? They're the same thing as the, the left. You know what I mean? They are acting like the liberals who hate whites and men have a point that white men are running America. Pfft, give me a break. And I think that that's what they're doing when they say, no, we don't want to criminalize the women. They pretend that they're pro-women. They're pretending that pro-life, that the... Uh, being against abortion is about protecting, we are pro-woman, we're the real feminists. The, the liberals are the real misogynists, you know, the woman haters. Liberals are the real woman haters. Abortion hurts women. How about it kills babies? And the women are, are evil for, for, uh, falling for it and doing it. And, uh, they should be punished. God punished the woman, woman. Who, why are we, why are we acting like we're better than God? I'm not, not me, but they're acting like they're better than God. You know what I mean? Man, this guy must be the biggest tool on YouTube. (laughs) Are you referring to me? Zigzag wonder? Anyway, um, so I'm not for these pro-life women. We've had run-ins with them before, by the way. I say we. I'm jumping into, uh. Because I was producer of the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and uh, during that time, I think I was producer at this point. We've had many excellent producers. There was this female who was graduating from high school at a private Christian school. I've told you this story before. I've, I might have shared it recently. At a private Christian school, she got pregnant out of wedlock. But since she didn't kill the baby, this is the low standards of so-called pro-life women. Since she didn't kill the baby, the pro-life women got involved in this and tried to shame the school for not letting her walk at her graduation, even though she was pregnant or had a baby out of wedlock. And when you do stuff 
out of order at a Christian school, such as have sex out of wedlock, you're not supposed to walk. You're not supposed to bring shame. You're not supposed to be shameless with uh, your, your unrighteousness, right? Unrighteous behavior. But no, just because she's, at least she didn't kill the baby, let her walk. Let her walk. Fox News even covered this thing, and the Fox News pe- ladies, Martha McCallum, whom I like, or did like, uh, she's all, oh yeah, it's so unfair. It's, it, it's the definition of fair. You break the rules, you don't walk. You don't walk for your graduation. You don't go in front and celebrate like you're some accomplished young lady. Anyway. Yeah, her, her, this pregnant, out-of-wedlock woman, young lady's dad got involved and resigned from the board, the board, the school board or whatever, the board of the private school. Kevin House says, we had a visibly pregnant prom queen. Oh my gosh. Terrible. And I think Kevin Howe might be roughly my age. That's shameful. Disgusting. So last week, just to finish up this report, and then I'll get to some calls and things, and more of the Operation Rescue. What if they were killing you? Last week, Louisiana lawmakers advanced a bill that would classify abortions as homicides. Nice. Nice. That's what it is. Potentially allowing for women to be criminally charged for terminating their pregnancies, which is a euphemism for killing the babies and extracting the babies from their womb because they don't want to be responsible for their lives, their own lives, the women's own lives. My womb is not your something. Though most restrictive abortion bills typically exempt women from its criminal penalties or civil liability causes. What a shame. What a shame. And I know that there are simp males who are involved in the so-called pro-life movement who are bad, too. So lame. Rich. Logical Rich over there in uh, Facebook claims, It's like saying if a girl has her period and doesn't conceive, is she a murderer? Because that egg could be a child. No, it's, it's an actual child that they're killing. The heck? <laughs> anyway, I don't know if he's referring to... Maybe he's having a little argument with the... Shout out to the Facebook crew, with the rest of the Facebook crew. I'm looking at the live chat coming in. Guys. Very nice. I will be reading... You know what, let me read a super chat first before I get to calls. Uh, single mom. Over there on... A, Streamlabs.com slash The Hague Report. Single mom states, no offense, but Lin Yen Chin has to be the most obsequious contributor to the show. I understand him being a fan and supporter, but the incessant groveling and reaffirmation of already shared thoughts by the host is unnecessary and redundant. Again, no offense. Nice, single mom. Obsequious. What's funny is when I first saw your super chat, I thought it said obnoxious. <laughs> Obsequious. I gotta read, I gotta look this up. Obsequious. Obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. That's his Asian side coming through. Or maybe that's even worse than most Asians. Probably. 
<laughs> well, thank you, single mom. Appreciate the feedback and thank you for the support, as always. Uh, single mom, not so much a fan of Lin Yan Chen, who gives <laughs> super chats and gets mocked by uh, Brandon M and single mom. Nice. Shout out, guys. Anyway, let me get to Randall, a first time caller in Nashville, Tennessee. Randall, how are you doing? Hey, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I, I just started listening to you here recently after discovering you through the uh, Jesse Lee Peterson show. So uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, cool. Welcome. Yes, yeah, so, so I just wanted to um, tell a little quick story. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I was walking down the street, and there was these uh, black Hebrew Israelites on the corner. And uh, I grew up in the church, you know, so I know my Bible. I went up and started having a debate with them, <laughs> and things got kind of heated. Uh, you're I white? Ended up getting sh- I'm sorry? You're white? Yeah, I'm, I'm a white guy. I, I, I have the, the blue eyes and everything to go with it. Wow. How did, you, yeah, how did yeah, it get heated? Super white. You got, you got heated? No, no, I, I, I did not. I, I think that I agree with Jesse Lee when he says that uh, if you get angry, you're not in control, and it's actually a very feminine emotion when you get angry because you're not logical. Like, I agree with him 100% on that. But I, I did not get angry. They were the ones that their ideology says that white people are Edomites right. and Asians are Moabites, and they're bound to basically be their slaves in the afterlife, and white people end up getting destroyed and Okay. They, they 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 kept saying we're good men, and I I said, well, Christ says no man is good but God. And as soon as I said that, that's when someone in the crowd pulled out a gun and started shooting. But whenever I went to court, I ended up forgiving this guy. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do what Christ says, and I'm gonna forgive you. And it blew everyone away because they were like, wait, you're white. You're supposed to be evil. You're not supposed to forgive me. So it, so it totally destroyed his narrative. You got shot, but I. I'm sorry. You got you actually got shot. Yeah, yeah. The the bullet uh, it didn't hit me directly, but it but it grazed the back of my head and kind of put like a small cut. So I got extremely lucky. Wow. Uh, so but they I actually just issue... they actually they actually shot at you over over words. And this is an, yeah, and, this was an Israeli who shot you. I didn't know that Israelites and, carried. And I've never and, known uh, Israelites to do that. The, the news media, they they reported that it was over an argument about a dog, and they they pretty much ignored that whole part of the story. They even interviewed me a couple of times. Was there any I truth totally, to that? Was there any dog involved in this whole thing? I mean, there was a dog that, that did get shot. That is correct. So uh, was he shooting but, the dog, or was he shooting at you because of what you said? No, the no uh, the dog good. just happened to be in the in the crossfire. And then seven other people ended up getting shot uh, as well. Wow! And uh, and this was this, this was an Israelite who shot it. Was there a news report on this? You said there was a news report, huh? You said the media yeah, covered. Yeah, it. there are news reports, but every time that I mentioned this part of the story, they kind of just glossed over it and didn't include it. So I'm, I've been speaking out about it. And anyone who wants to debate me, any black Hebrew Israelite... Why are you trying to, get, why are you trying to debate me? black Hebrew Israelites after getting shot by one, allegedly, according well, to you? Well, because I don't, I don't think that they're evil. I think that they're just misinformed. And someone needs to, you know, point them into the right direction. Is, you, they are. You don't think they're evil, you said? 
I think that they're just misinformed um, because I, I think that a lot of this racism stuff is, well, I don't even want to say a lot of it. All of it is taught. If we just stopped going on Twitter and You don't Facebook think they're evil? And, and, I mean, some of them might be, sure, but I think All the vast majority of them... Yeah, the, the vast majority of them. I see how they recruit people. But how do you how did walk- you say no man is good? But then you don't think they're evil. If they're not good, they're evil. <laughs> well, then I guess we're all evil. But you know, uh, t- to some degree or another, because no man is good but God. So yeah, if you want to break it down to that level. But what I'm trying to get to is that they do actively recruit people. And especially with the whole Black Lives Matter thing going on, right. they're telling these people, hey, you're a victim. The, the the white man's out to get you. Hey, if you join us, you know, you're going to take your power back. And that's very attractive for a lot of people that feel disenfranchised. And they're kind of, you know, uh, right. uh, sort of uh, harboring on that and preying on that insecurity. And that, that victim mindset. Yeah. Exactly. But like I said earlier, if we all just got off of Twitter and Facebook and quit watching CNN, we'd realize that the vast majority of us, we don't really care about each other. We're really just trying to go to work and take care of our families. All this race stuff would die away if we just quit talking about it so much. Yeah, to a point. The the media certainly does like to stir the pot. That part is true. But then when you... Um that's you're not you're not totally correct because the evil is inside the hearts of the people otherwise it wouldn't be stirred up by the media and so when uh when push comes to shove when conflict happens when this this economy mess that mess happens and people are more desperate or people are more going to have a when people have a disagreement that evil that hatred and that suspicion still comes out it's not all, it's not all, oh, everybody's just trying to live and get along. They would get along without the media. It's not, it's not really true. Well, uh, you know, I, I agree with you that that's why I said the vast majority of us. No, but there are, not e- no, the majority of us are evil, and that evil comes out with the people closest to us. That's why the blacks are killing the blacks the, the most out of anybody. And then, uh, well, and, just, and their like evil the, is, their evil is pandered to by even normal nice white people too and they're yeah i i i really think that the white liberal is uh i'm not talking about liberals i'm talking about so-called conservatives what do you mean you don't know that white conservatives also kiss up and try to be nice and nicey nice go along to get along I, I, yeah, that is true. I mean, uh, a lot of people got surprised when Trump held up that LGBTQ flag. You know, that's something a Republican wouldn't do 20 years ago. I wasn't surprised because I already knew Trump was like that. <laughs> Did you, didn't you know that Trump was already like that? I mean, he was hanging out with liberals, you know, back in the 90s. Right. You know? So, yeah. So you knew yeah, he was, right. you, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Um, that's true. Well, man, I wish you well. I don't, I don't know if it was, if it's advisable for you. I'm surprised you didn't learn your lesson not to t- engage those people. Hey, you know, uh, those who seek to save their own life will surely lose it. You know, I'm, I'm going to die no matter what. And this guy, you know, after forgiving him, he's not, he's not a part of these kind of ideologies anymore. 
And, and I really think that. Uh, and did he admit thing, that he did he admit that he shot you because of what you said, or did he claim that he shot? He, he was trying to shoot a dog or shoot over a disagreement over a dog. Since you since you differ with the media from the media. No, he he's a uh, a part of that same kind of you know BLM all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And but did it, he it, did all, he say why he shot you? Uh, no, because whenever I went to court, I um, I basically gave my testimony and how I felt, and I even wrote him a letter. And because uh, he still got convicted over these seven other counts, and I wrote him a big long letter. And he never did uh, respond to me about it, but I, I hope to sit down with him one on one someday. Oh wow! Okay, man. Um, I wish you well, Randall. All right. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, any black Hebrew Israelite out there that might be listening, if they want to debate over the Bible, we can set up a, a, a YouTube hey, event, hey, hey, whatever, hey, hey. And, and we can the go heck? through it. No, man. Don't be trying to set this stuff up over my show. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But I appreciate it, Randall. Call me again sometime. All right, God bless you, man. You as well. Take care. Um, I get calls from black Hebrew Israelites. I don't necessarily invite them because you don't want to invite evil into your life. There's, there's nice ones like Art from Ohio, and then there's not that nice ones like some of you guys know. <laughs> And you don't want to just, you don't want to play around with evil. Uh, man. By the way, uh, shout out to the TKR fam. Nice. <laughs> uh, Alphonse. I'm looking at the chat over there. Chat over there at Odyssey has some TKR official fellow, um, People who go to the, to see the journalism, the true journalism. I don't. I guess it's history, the history lessons from a TKR official over there on Telegram. Um, okay, before I get back to calls, guys, let me tell you about this um, this little story. I got this tip this morning. I guess it was no last night, late last night. This happened last night. I think doctors delivered a. Dying pregnant woman's baby. Operation Rescue. Uh, after she got shot and she was dying, she was stayed alive long enough, and the delivery of the baby didn't kill her, but she did die of her injuries, according to this report from Fox 5 Baltimore. We have some listeners over there. Giovanni over there is run for office. Giovanni Patterson. I've covered some of his... Um, efforts before. He's suing, I believe that he and others are suing, I don't know if it's the state of Maryland or if it's Baltimore City or whatever, for just blowing taxpayer money and not educating the, the children. And it's a, there's, it's like one of the murder capitals of the world, Baltimore. The population has declined majorly. Population of Baltimore is not that big, but it's shrunk. Murders out of control, crime out of control. Here's this clip 12. It's almost three minutes long. Doctors make an emergency delivery after a pregnant woman was fatally shot in East Baltimore. This is from WBFF, Fox Baltimore, Fox 5 Baltimore. 
Listen to this. There may be a slim chance of hope from a horrible story. A double shooting in East Baltimore claims the lives of a pregnant woman and a man she was with. But her baby is alive after an emergency delivery. Fox 45's Real Creighton has been on this story all evening, and she joins us along 23rd Street tonight for the very latest. So, Real, what are we hearing uh, regarding the serious calls for change after this horrible crime? Well, Kai, this was and has been an emotionally charged night. We're hearing from city officials. We've heard from multiple city officials who are saying that this is a tipping point in the city. But as you just talked about, we learned that tragic update that that pregnant woman has succumbed to her injury. She has died. That hope is that her child, her baby, who was successfully delivered, is still hanging on, according to police. I want to show you the scene as it unfolded tonight. This was in the 300 block of East 23rd Street. Uh, after 8 o'clock tonight, police say that two men in a vehicle pulled up to a parked car and the passenger in that vehicle opened fire on that car inside that car. We now know it was a man and a pregnant woman. That man was pronounced dead shortly after that woman taken to the hospital where her baby was successfully delivered, but that child is in critical condition. And again, we've learned that that woman has now died. There is no information on how many weeks along that pregnancy was, but again, we're told the good news is that child is still hanging on. The police commissioner and the mayor once again addressing the relentless violence in the city. The mayor openly expressing his outrage tonight using a four-letter word to describe this latest round of gun violence. Once again, we're standing here talking about the brazenness, the cowardice, the deliberate attempt to harm and kill individuals with gun violence. We cannot have folks shooting at pregnant women in our city. So what we have to do as a community is turn our community inside out. We're going to be here to make sure that we're looking for this person, uh, individuals, that people that conducted this, this act, senseless act of violence. But we need everybody to do that. Again, the scene incredibly charged and brought out a number of people, including Councilman Carl Stokes, who says the violence is now at a point where he's going to call on the mayor to bring in reinforcements. We need to bring in some more uh, federal and state partners, even bring in the state troopers. I, I, I'm at that point. People want to feel safe, and this is it's totally out of control now. And ultimately tonight, uh, what we do not know is anything about the suspects, the men who committed this murder, murderers. We understand that there were two men in that vehicle. There's no description of those suspects or of that vehicle that they were driving. Reporting live in East Baltimore tonight, Riel Creighton, Fox 45 News. That's... What is that, no snitch culture in, the, in Baltimore, or is it just... Uh, Literally, they can't keep up with what's going on. Looked like a pretty dark street, too, where they shot the... I wonder why they shot into that car. Who were these people? Who was the man who got himself killed, or who was killed, murdered, allegedly? Look at that street. I mean, there is a street light. But, uh, lots of tree cover, so it's pretty dark. Um, and who was the woman who got killed? Were they black? I... Kind of assume, I don't know, what's the, what's the uh, demographics of Baltimore? Take a break, Richard. You're being too vulgar over there on Facebook. Keep it clean, man. <clears throat> um, nasty, huh? This is from this article, Fox Baltimore. An emotional mayor. Who's that skinny guy that you may have heard talking like it? Oh, senseless act of violence. Emotional mayor Brandon Scott addressed reporters Thursday, this happened I think Thursday night, yesterday, 
a baby is being brought into this world after their mother is shot and is on life support, and then now dead now. If that doesn't change your mind about what's happening in your community or check the people around you, I don't know what will, says this emotional mayor, Brandon Scott. At one point, Scott lost his temper, Brandon Scott, this skinny guy, and used an expletive. I don't really give a bleep what the conflict was, he said. Real tough, real tough. We cannot have folks shooting at pregnant women in our city. Oh, gosh. Is he simping for the pregnant women now? Please. How about we cannot have folks shooting one another in our city? Unless, they're, unless it's in self-defense, right? Um, Thursday's double shooting, double murder now, comes during a particularly violent week in Baltimore, reads this article. On Tuesday, 10 were shot in three separate incidents. One of the shootings, the gunman fired more than 60 rounds, 6 zero from a sem- semi-automatic rifle, killing one man, wounding three others. <laughs> uh, I chuckle because I've heard rumors, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard rumors that, I don't know if it was a black who shot, but blacks who shoot are notoriously bad marksmen. <laughs> they miss. They shoot like crazy and miss. Um, 60 rounds only kill one, wound three others. <laughs> 60 rounds on four people. I laugh, but it's a mess. Uh, Thursday, also Thursday, 9 a.m., officers were called um, to uh, southwest Baltimore, I guess, Holland's Market section. After a report of a shooting on the scene, officers found a man who had been shot. The victim was taken to a hospital. Injuries described as serious. Homicide detectives notified because of his condition. Around 8 p.m. Thursday, officers were called to uh, East Baltimore after a report of a shooting. Baltimore, they have this Baltimore ceasefire because even the liberals want to stop the killing. Black on black crime. But they're at a loss for how to. Once on the scene, officers found a 35-year-old man who'd been shot in the right thigh. He was in a, taken to a hospital. Not life-threatening. Victim told police he was walking down the street when he felt a burn on his leg. Yikes. As of Thursday morning, Baltimore police reported 120 people had been killed in homicides so far this year. And it is not even June. And Baltimore is a much, 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 much smaller city than Los Angeles or other major cities that have high crime. So they're per capita, the murder? Oh my gosh. Um, 120 people killed so far this year. It's not even June. It's not even halfway through the year. A 6.2% increase when compared to the same time period last year, which was also really bad. 2021. 2020 was probably quite bad. Also Thursday, Baltimore police reported 251 non-fatal shootings this year. 9.6% increase compared to last year's same time period. Sick, huh? And they have this... What's wrong with you, Baltimore? Why would you elect that goofy-looking mayor all skinny? (laughs) I don't know why I harp on the fact that he's skinny. But he's just a a dumb liberal poser kiss-up. I guess that's... I guess that's black politicians in general, right? Especially, I mean, the black Democrat politicians. And many of the black so-called Republicans, too. Rhinos, kiss-ups, and... 
posers. I guess that's politician, period. But it's so apparent when you're looking it out. Oh my gosh. Well, that made the news. Um, let me get to Jonathan in Palo Alto, California, is on the line. Jonathan, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Going doing well. Good. How about you? Uh, yep, doing good, doing good. Uh, yep. Yeah. Hey, it was cool meeting you the other day there at church, man. Right on. <laughs> Thanks for uh, yeah. coming to church. Church is excellent. Yeah. Church with JLP. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Super amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I saw the uh, um, Hunter Avalon debate. Okay. Um, the one about is system systematic systemic racism real? Yeah, yeah, and his whole uh, thesis there was um, that it was like just solely about black people and. And the uh, crux of that was redlining, right? Right. Yeah, he was saying, "Oh, redlining is what uh, redlining is why a big part of why blacks don't have their generational wealth," which is a commie buzzword. Yeah. 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 Well, so um, I've heard that uh, everybody got redlined, like, like, like not you know that there was like. You know, all kinds of groups of people that got redlined. You know, I could believe that. Right. And and there were reasons for this stuff. There were reasons. I mean, don't don't na- don't neighborhoods have the right to or the states themselves have the right to segregate and discriminate and kind of define what they na- what want their neighborhood to be? Rather cuz right now we have the opposite problem, you know? We have we have people moving into our neighborhoods whom we don't want in our neighborhoods. We've had problems here. Mm-hmm. Or we don't we can see the problems coming. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a uh, smell blunts out of my backyard and here's yeah. a rap all day now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Palo Alto, that's yeah. the Bay Area, right? Uh yeah. It's yep. a great song too. Not to not a Christian song though. There's a song called Palo Alto? I think so. I think it's Radiohead, right? Whatever. Never mind. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I know. It's supposed to be a nice area, though, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty Northwest of San Jose? Um, yeah. About 20 minutes, about. I did have to call the cops on a lady for punching a barista at Starbucks in the face the other day. Wow. So it's gotten, I mean, it's still nice, you know, it, uh, San Francisco hasn't trickled down here all the way, but, you know. Cool. It's stuff's getting crazy everywhere, I guess. But, yeah. You know. But, yeah, yeah, I just, because uh, that was such a kind of a funny thing that he was saying, because he was like, so that it's either, um, you know, like, black people were, like, wronged or they're just inherently dumb or whatever and it was like he was kind of proven like the latter by saying that you know the uh the whole uh thing was about uh redlining and that that they're the only ones like like that have to do with just 
systematic racism <laughs> because they just ended up stacking up at the bottom and, and they weren't the only ones that were redlined. Right. You know? And you know what? Yeah. If you're segregated to an area, I think JLP made the point, and I've made the point, I think, weren't in Egypt in the Bible times, weren't the, the Israelites, almost said the Jews, weren't the Israelites segregated to like... I don't know if it was Goshen, but they were segregated to a particular area in Egypt, and they thrived. They even thrived when they were segregated. They were, yeah. they thrived. So yeah. the blacks could thrive too. Like, uh, the people can, if you're s- stuck in an area, say the so-called inner city, you can still, if your people are honorable people, and not mm-hmm. uh, prone to messed up non-families, single mothers, angry single mothers, and criminals, then uh, you can build up and make a thriving community, even no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah. No, and if you say, like, oh, no, if if the government imposes something on them, this one group of people, then that group, no matter what, they're going to be super, you know, damaged by that. It's like, it, it makes it sound like you think very little of that group. Of right. <laughs> very <laughs> true. I agree, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am tentatively scheduled, or at least in plans, to discuss, to talk again with Hunter Avalon on another modern day debate. Debate. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. that's going to yeah. be, uh, <laughs> perhaps next Tuesday, perhaps next Wednesday, next week, and we're going to talk yeah. about. So-called gay adoptions is oh, the plan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to Modern Day Debate and shout out to Hunter Avalone. Openness to talking with me again. Very cool. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I mean, that was so funny how uh, he kept saying, like, you're acting like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. He called me female. He kept on calling me female-minded, which is yeah, my yeah, word. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad that's <laughs> spreading. But he was trying to mock me or or something. (laughs) You must listen to your show. (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But that was cool how you, uh, you, uh, you know, you uh, showed what it's like to be a Christian, you know, and you didn't, like, you know, come back at him with any, like, you know, you just, you know, you weren't doing the uh, ad hominems back, you know, like, it was just kind of making him look bad and all that. And, okay. But cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yep. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Jonathan. Have a great weekend, and I wish you, you well. Too, you too. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll uh, see you at church there again uh, uh, as soon as I can make it down there. That <laughs> sounds great, man. Come on down while we're down yeah. here. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, don't move. <laughs> Don't move, I know. <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. We are looking. I mean, I personally am I'm not necessarily looking, but uh, the hunt is on for a place in yeah. Florida. But I understand, I understand the desire not to for things not to change, but we shall see what yeah. happens. May God's yeah. will be done. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jonathan. Take care, man. You too, you too. All right. Yeah. Bye. Okay, let me check for some Super Chats, guys. Uh, Shout out to the Odyssey people. Nice to hear, see you guys. 
on Streamlabs, John WX25 says, Mayor Dumbo crap says, sorry kids, says, thinks shooting anyone other than a pregnant woman is okay? <laughs> he didn't say that, but it's kind of, uh, by the way, Mayor Fool, it's pregnant black baby person. <laughs> oh yeah, birthing person, huh? Good point, John WX25. Rich over there on uh, on Facebook, whom I had to time out for a little bit because he was getting vulgar, but he says it's a free country, and if you can, if you have the cash, you can buy whatever property you want. Well, that means that the country is not so free, is it? Because that means that the neighborhoods are not so free to uh, impose on on the freedom of the people to buy in their place. They're not free to do that. They're not free to segregate. We should have the freedom to discriminate, I say. I think the caller is bogus speeching you, BSing you, hey, bogus speech. Palo Alto has a median income of $160,000 and a single family house is $2.1 million or more. Um, it's possible, but there is, you know, redistribution of ghettos, HUD, Obama's HUD. You didn't vote for Obama, did you, Rich? HUD, Housing and Urban Development, was taking ghetto women, ghetto single mothers and their children, so-called families, out of the ghettos and putting them in so-called middle-class neighborhoods. What a mess. Terrible. You guys, you guys want me to watch 2,000 uh, donkeys, mules? Uh, timing people out is not, is, can be morally straight. It can be morally straight to time people out. Don't think that. Anyway, Palo Alto, says Rich, is not one of those cities that Obama redistributed the ghettos, says Rich. Who is a reliable source? (laughs) Uh, maybe. I don't know. I couldn't tell you for sure. I feel like there might have been some other super chats here. Guys, check, check, check. Oh, yeah, Lisa over there. Our resident medical expert, who is a lady. I wonder how premature that baby is who uh, was delivered from the dying mother. Premature babies need formula, especially with a deceased mother. Wow. Yeah, fair point. So the baby may be fighting for his or her life. Miklo El Chicano thought that Haig was going to mention the story of the Mexicans killing each other over jealousy. I don't know. I don't know. Broski Bear says, Hake, they're violent. Talking about the BHI people, black Hebrew Israelites, just like the Nation of Islam people. I believe it. I believe that many are. Because uh, a lot of the black Hebrew Israelites and a lot of the Nation of Islam are reformed criminals who, well, this is one of the reasons, right? Criminals, because a lot of blacks uh, get into crime, right? They don't have their fathers. They have the angry mothers. So they get into crime. Because they become like vicious people because they have vicious mothers or grandmothers or whatever. And they're kind of aimless. And then uh, these wolves in sheep's clothing come in and reform them in some form, but they're not, their heart is not really changed. So they still have that, those violent tendencies. Haig believes in freedom to time out. Exactly. Thank you, Den T. Jen. <laughs> okay. Um, so I share with you another quick story before I get back to, um, well, maybe a call, but 
I do have to share more lust control with you. Don't you guys like lust control? This is going to be the last song coming up. But there is an, an invasion going on here in America. And <clears throat> just like with the so-called insurrection, the cops are letting them all in. You're going to see that in this clip, clip 11. This is from Bill Fox LA, Bill Malusian. I'm told I'm not supposed to call dudes Chads. <laughs> but he's that Chad reporter from Fox News Los Angeles. I think now he works for Fox News proper. You know, the, the, uh, the neocon channel, but he's a good guy. He seems like, if any, no guys are good. There can be some good guys, right? Uh, Bill Malusian tweeted... Thursday morning, this is yesterday morning, another massive single group of 100 plus are crossing illegally into Eagle Pass, Texas right now. Talking about yesterday morning. There are only two, two, two overwhelmed Border Patrol agents here at the moment with the Texas National Guard. I asked the group where they're from. Cuba, Venezuela. Colombia, Colombia. Here's this 50 second clip, and you'll hear him. I don't know if it's him asking. Oh, yeah, he's probably. We'll hear Bill's white man speaking Spanish to these people. How do you know to speak Spanish to them? That's profiling. <laughs> Here it is. Listen to this and watch. Cuba. Look at this. Cuba. Cuba. Hola, de donde son? Cuba. Todos son cubanos? Cuba. No, go back. Why are you going in? Look at that redhead, red-haired girl. They're waving to them. You're, you're waving as, as you're... Colombia. 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 Cuba. Venezuela. Terrible, huh? It's not just Mexicans. Look at them. He's just nodding to them. He has an ice chest. This is one overwhelmed border guard or national guard. This reminds me of the insurrection, the so-called insurrection. You know, the January 6th, mostly peaceful capital protest, where they were allowed in. And then they got the hard hand of the law, so-called law, coming in. Wow, that's a lot of women and children. No, I see mostly men, huh? Yeah, mostly men, military age men. They're coming here for a better life, guys. Let them come. Evil, huh? There is still more coming, tweeted Bill Fox LA. These massive groups are a huge drain on Border Patrol resources. Multiple agents will have to come to process these illegal invaders, even though the guy's letting them in. I wish that he'd be just stand in the way, but no. One man, two guys. Overwhelmed, kind of like uh, the... Like the uh, people were overwhelmed at the Capitol protests. Trump wanted 10,000 at the... Uh, in D.C. because of the num raw numbers. But uh, according to him, Nervous Nancy did not like that idea. And there somebody else. Or it never got through. And anyway, they like for chaos to happen. The Democrats and the rhinos. They like it. They like it. They like the Latin people, too. Coming in here. Democrats. And, uh, and rhino voters, too. They become rhinos, too. <laughs> Uh, 
multiple agents will have to come to process, says Bill Malusian of Fox News. That will leave other parts of the border unpatrolled, and that is where the cartel will push drugs and criminals through, he says. One of the biggest single groups I've ever seen on my, during my trips to Eagle Pass, Texas. Crazy, huh? Those are tweets from Bill Malusian. So wrong. You know, um, callers, hang tight. You can call in 888-775-3773. I have to get to Emmanuel in Canada right after this break. But Emmanuel and listeners, it is time for some music. We need a distraction from this invasion. Pray for the city. It's dying every day. It's time for some more lust control. Last of the lust control for Friday. Guys, for today, this is from the 1992 album re-released in 2006, We Are Not Ashamed, getting it right the second time, by Lust Control, which is comprised of guys from One Bad Pig, I think, a metal band, and uh, Doug Van Pelt of HM Magazine. I called it Hard Music Magazine, but it's actually Heaven's Metal Magazine. (laughs) HM is Heaven's Metal. Me and my ignorant self, I called it Hard Music Magazine. Same thing. Heaven's metal. Hard music. Right? (laughs) Terrible. But actually, music is the language of Satan, of the devil. Right? Um, And then I will read your super chats as well as as the calls and, uh, uh, you know, the insanity of the shutdowns and things. So, uh, here is Lust Control, guys. Enjoy... This track is entitled Pray for the City. And I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight.
Wow. So good. Life is a pity. In the alleyway. Not looking pretty. Hell is gonna pay. Tears speak. So good. That's a Van Halen rip or something. Isn't this so good? Oh my gosh. How can you not love Lust Control? How can you not? This is probably the best band Hake has played so far. Nice. Thank you, Vicious. I have to admit, I'm jamming with it, says Ghost Rider. Yeah! Thank you, guys. Lord Miklo El Chicano. Okay, Hake, I can skate to this. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so good. This song turns Coke into Pepsi. Is that a good thing? Coke used to be capitalist, and Pepsi used to be communist, or something like that. But now Coke is communist, and Pepsi is communist. They're both evil. This is how you know Hake would love Pantera. This is Captivus 13. Um, well, okay, thank you. Wow, this song is so much greater than being eaten alive by lions like St. Timothy was, says <laughs> Shosugino. <laughs> Lord H. Sizzle. Oh, yeah, I already read that one. The Redhead... Over there in that clip of the illegal alien invaders, says Blark Blark, was a light-skinned Mexican. Oh, yeah. There are some Whitesicans out there. You can call in, says Ghost Rider, but it don't, don't mean he'll answer your call. <laughs> I do make an effort. Uh, Esoteric says, Less Control didn't make a second album? Well, well, Esoteric, this was their second album. Um, their first album, if I'm not mistaken from 1988 was, this is a condom nation. Get it? So, um, yeah. Great tunes this week, Hake. Thank you, Ryan H. You. 1.54 rating right up Hake's alley. <laughs> this is Lindy. <laughs> anyway, what a mess. Thank you, guys. A shout out to St. Timothy. <laughs> Man, Timothy got eaten by lions? No wonder he was timid. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, said St. Paul to St. Timothy. Is that St. Timothy? Is that the one? But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Many of us lack a sound mind or self-discipline. Yikes. Um, quick super chat before I get to Emmanuel, who's been waiting forever. Libfilth says John WX25, celebrating shortage of formula. They found another way to kill babies. Yay! Thank you, John WX25. Yeah, that was a lib filth. Kyle B says, to the point you're making er earlier, it should be everyone's right to discriminate, says Kyle B. Thank you, man. But unless the person, regardless of color, is just of low morality and ethics, discriminating against discriminating against them speaks more to your character than it does theirs. Yeah. True. You have the right to discriminate. <laughs> Free Rosses, that was so cheesy, Hake. So cheesy. <laughs> um, yeah, you have the right to discriminate, though. And people have a right to not 
love you. That's not, what, are you some, like, scorned girlfriend or boyfriend who tries to force herself? These blacks trying to force themselves onto white people? What the heck? I'm gonna sue you. Anyway, let me get to Emmanuel, God with us, in Canada. How are you doing, Emmanuel? Hey, Hank, I like how you do that when you pick my calls up. God with us. Yeah. Um, nice. How are you doing, man? Doing well. How about you? Nice. I'm pretty good. Just sitting out here in the sun, getting ready to plant a bunch of seeds for a couple of gardens. Wow. Um, that was a crazy call earlier where the guy almost got shot. Yeah, he got grazed by uh, a bullet, according to him. You know, it made me think, because I was talking to my buddy the other day about dying for the truth and, like, not going out like a coward. And, like, you said... Be careful with these black Israelites, because this guy just tried to shoot you, but you still you want you still want to debate with him, and that is kind of stupid, I think. But at the same time, it made me think about how like I'd rather die and go out standing up for the truth. But there's a certain level of like, you know, where you're being stupid. Jesus, and, Jesus escaped those who were trying to kill him because the time was not yeah. right. So right, it depend, right, right. Uh, you want to be led by God. You don't want to be foolhardy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I agree. So my initial question... Oh, yeah, that shout-out to my buddy Tyrus, by the way, talking about with that. I know he'd like to shout-out. I know I'm supposed to do the other thing for shout-outs. But, so my initial question for you was, how did you get uh, on with Jesse and become his producer? And also, what did you do for jobs before the JLP show? I did, like, typesetting type stuff, page layout for a while. I worked at a, uh, at a Broadway-style musical up on Hollywood and Vine for a little while. Um, wow. I worked at a cabinet shop for several years. I, was, I started out sanding, sanding cabinet doors. And then I started going into the office because I actually know computer stuff. And measuring kitchens and kind of... Designing, redesigning layout for kitchen cabinetry for customers, for custom cabinets, and kind of manage nice. the projects over there. And in 2007, I heard by way of word of mouth about uh, Jesse's church bond um, with Jesse Peterson. And I looked it up on the internet, and I started visiting and started attending church regularly and volunteering at... Um, Events such as the men's conferences that started happening and uh, protests huh. and things started attending protests. Started being his bodyguard sometimes when he traveled and spoke in college campuses and um, wow. maybe sometimes juvenile detention centers and prisons and things and other conferences and uh, events and things. So, how many years have you been on now? I've I've been working for Bond in an official capacity since October 2013. That's when I was hired. I quit the I quit the cabinetry oh. custom cabinetry job and joined on as and started training as producer. His old PR guy trained me to be his producer. I had no experience, nice. but you know, I uh I was emotional and so I was into like Finding stories and things like that, and guests and stuff, and uh, drama. So it was a fun experience. 
That's how I got on there. Interesting. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, so um, it wasn't something that I sought to do. I wasn't I wasn't all into becoming like a show business person or, at all. I started coming to Bond because I was looking for a real Christianity. Yeah, so. it just kind of happened naturally, and that's like proves Jesse's point of like how if you just let life happen, amazing things can happen, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, do you identify as a Christian? I was going to ask you, was it like a fellow man or a fellow Christian that put you on to Jesse? Or? Yeah, I was a I was a Christian at a church. Okay. Yep. He's like, you're from LA. You, been, you should like, go I'm, to. You should check out Jesse Peterson. So. From LA. Yeah, because I was out. I was out traveling, visiting different people, visiting co- uh, college friends, old college roommates, and I went to one of the churches out there, and it, and they're like, "You're from LA. You should go to." Oh, I was yeah, in the LA area, right? Jesse no, that's Peterson. really funny. <clears throat> That's funny because where I live, in Ontario, Canada, I come from a place called Lanark County, and everybody calls it L.A. County. Oh, yeah, I know. We have an, <laughs> we have an Ontario, California. There's a city called Ontario, California. It's not far from right. L.A., not that far. What's the weather like there now? Is it, boil- is it like scorching or what? It's warming up, but we're near the coast, so it's cooler. Right. It's cooler for I, us I, than I, inland. Inland in Ontario, it's probably... Getting close to 100 degrees. It's got to be probably 90 degrees this weekend is my guess. It's nice. desert. It's, and it's inland. Yeah. So. I yeah. can only imagine because, like, I've been in the city during the summer before and, like, the smog and the the levels of pollution, like, when the heat hits it, it's, like, it's kind of, like, suffocating, isn't it? But I guess at the coast it's a little bit less, but. Yeah, I, I don't like humidity. Humidity. No, me neither. I'm not used to that stuff, man. It's miserable. Yeah. It's why I don't particularly look forward to moving, but <laughs> I'll deal with it. Stay mostly yep. indoors anyway. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. no. Well, the way it is, these like I, I don't know, man. I'm not like super behind climate change, but like sometimes I think it is happening. It feels like it's getting hotter every year, but yeah, but like, that's but uh, anyway, that's. Some say that the climate is always changing, and is no, it man-made yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So. For sure, for sure, for sure. And, and now they have like, the ability. Stuff is going to vary from from year to year and decade to decade naturally. So yeah, and hey, the other thing is with the technology they have now is they, they like. Have you heard of um, cloud seeding? Yes, I have recently. So, like they can literally alter the the weather, and they have been able to do it for years. But like it's become more of a public knowledge now i guess but like they can you know seed clouds and cause rain to come down and like change the weather with the technology so yeah um i've heard stuff like that i don't know how effective it is and i I don't know how it affects the balance of what's going on and and things like that but right (laughs) we're always trying to mess with something huh well no it's almost like we're trying to play god right yeah right well Yep, exactly. Thank you, Emmanuel. It's nice to hear from you. Take care, man. Have yeah, a nice man, weekend. Too. All right, God bless. You too. Whew. Okay, before I get back to calls, hang tight, guys. Hang tight. I will get to you. Um, Bobby in Texas is coming up next. But first, let me tell you about this story I came across. I almost mentioned it in Hake News. 
about them dodging shutdowns. Morning Brew, the far-left Morning Brew reports, a new House subcommittee report concluded that meat packing companies, this is related to the communist shutdowns that I always decry, <clears throat> excuse me, meat packing companies exaggerated product shortages during the height of the scam-edemic China virus, right? To keep plants open and skirt China virus health guidelines, so-called health guidelines. Interesting, huh? They didn't want to shut down, so they said, oh, you know, we have a, we have a shortage. Please, Trump, don't shut us down. The report names Tyson, Tyson Foods or whatever, Smithfield, JBS, National Beef, Hormel, and other large meat producers like Hormel Chili and other things. Other large meat producers that account for the majority of the U.S.'s beef and pork industry full of damning claims that despite the China virus spreading rapidly through the plants and allegedly killing 269 employees during the first year of the scam-edemic, companies lobbied hard on Capitol Hill, that's where Congress is, right, to prevent factory shutdowns. How about let's not shut down anything for the most part, right? Just have, like, be smart, be wise, or, you know, if you're at risk, then you, then you can stay home, I guess, or something. According to the report, Tyson even drafted the executive order issued by our greatest president, Donald J. Trump, in April of 2020 to keep the plants open. I say good, but I don't know. An estimated 334,000, 334,000 cases, cases, cases of the China virus across the country can be linked to meatpacking plants. I remember hearing about this back then when they were hyping the virus. I was part of it, too. I was reading the... Headlines, per capita infection rates doubled in counties with beef and pork facilities. I wonder if these are illegal aliens working there. Weren't there oftentimes illegal aliens? Aren't there like sting? Weren't there stings that Trump did? The Trump administration did held stings to uh, round up illegals working at, was it meat packing facilities? I don't know. Can't remember. It's been a while. Obama might have done that too, right? Per capita infection rates doubled in counties with beef and pork facilities, according to research from the University of California at Davis, UC Davis. Is that one of those party schools? That's up north, right, in, in California? Meat producers shot back that they did their best to protect, protect workers. And you know what type of people are in these areas, you know, these counties that have beef and pork facilities? Are those rural areas? Or are they city areas? Or both? What's the demographics? You know, those Hispanics, sometimes they're fat, and they suffer more from viruses if they're fat, you know? I mean, it's, it's a comorbidity, as they say. Meat producers shot back. They did their best to protect workers. North American Meat Institute said the report cherry-picks data to support the narrative that is completely underrepresentative, unrepresentative of the early days of an unprecedented national emergency. So it's a bunch of finger pointing and uh, trying to um, get different people in trouble and say, oh, we need more oversight, power grab, money grab, who knows what all is going on. You know, I'm shaking my head. I say that the shutdowns weren't really, I still say that the shutdowns were not necessary, certainly not. I say 
to the extent that they were put in. Like I said, I think that the woman, female-minded liberal media, female-minded politicians, female-minded nursing, you know, hospital so-called industry, which has become infiltrated with a bunch of libs and evil people, uh, over liked to overreact and have everybody overreact and they kind of got a rise out of people being scared and following what they wanted them to do. You know, kind of power control, cr- control freak, power tripping, uh, spreading your misery. You can't handle stress so you want everybody else to be just as stressed as you. It's that female mindset, you know? I think, I really, I truly think that there's something to that. Um, because that's human nature, and they don't really take, into, take that into account. It's so, like, so interesting how, like, the obvious stuff is not said. It's kind of like what Jesse Lee was covering with the women taking over the pulpit. It's, like, gone out of control, and you never hear anything about it except for in a, in a celebratory way or there's still more work to do type of way. Give me a break. I'm shaking my head. Let me get to Bobby in Texas. He is... On the line. Been on hold for some time. Thank you for holding, Bobby. What's up? Not much, man. I'm using this little call as an opportunity to take a break, man. I've been busting cattle since 6 a.m., so I'm I'm needing to suck up some of this air conditioner. Nice. And 6 a.m., that's yeah. central time, and it, that means right. it's afternoon already. And what does it mean right, to up. bust cattle if it's not too graphic for <laughs> our children? Well, I just got a, I got two uh, trailer loads this morning, so we've been just loading them up, putting them through the pen, putting them through the chute, putting a brand on them, and uh, you know, doing the cutting, like taking their, uh, not to be too graphic, but castrating the, the, the bulls. Oh, okay. So yeah, you so you round so you've been rounding up the bulls, castrating them, branding them, and right. uh, they come through a chute and like you do, well we load them into our pen and then we run them through a chute and then as they come through the chute one at a time we brand them and it flips them up on the side you cut them and then uh, put a tag in their ear. Oh, by cut them shot. you mean castrate them? Right, right. Okay, right. Wow. put a tag in their ear and then give them a little medicine and send them into the pasture. <laughs> Just kind of rolls through. At least they go to greener pastures, hopefully, after that (laughs) rigmarole that they have to go through for us. I feel like an Indian who is grateful after hearing that story to the to (laughs) to the bull whose meat I'm going to eat or whatever. (laughs) uh, It'd be nice to get a little bit more uh, rain down here, but man, it's been it's been pretty dry for a minute, so (laughs) that's the only bad thing right now. The bulls uh, love it, to, says Black Blark. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. It's a man's job, I guess. They don't act like it. They don't act like they it. They don't act like they love it. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot better than doing pigs. Pigs are way worse. They're a lot more feisty about it. I can and you don't have it. a shoot really to run them through. Yeah. Wow. But uh, to briefly piggyback off that last caller about where he was talking about climate change. I noticed, I've been noticing something really kind of weird. Like, I don't know, when I was a kid, 
there were giant cumulus clouds, real fluffy, you know, the big fluffy clouds. And I, somebody called it to my attention the other day, and I can't remember the last time I saw one of those giant clouds. Like, all I see anymore are, like, wispy, like, thinner clouds. I don't really see those big giant yeah. uh, cumulus clouds anymore. I don't know if you have that same kind of thing there where you don't see giant clouds. You know, I haven't really thought about it. Occasionally there, I occasionally I have seen uh, big clouds, even recently, because I remember sometimes yeah. I'll take pictures, right? Because uh, I have one of those phones that takes pictures. <laughs> Most people do nowadays. I remember being a kid and like watching them change into shapes and yeah. pointing out, oh, that's such and such. And I, man, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I saw a big cloud like that here. I, don't know. I do it's see a lot of the wispy ones. Talking. I do see a lot of the wispy ones, and sometimes I yeah. do wonder if it's the uh, the ones that come from the chemtrail stuff. You know the, you know what the chemtrail things right. are, right? Like um, cloud seeding type thing. I don't know. It's weird though. Right. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some rain up here for sure. Right. Yeah, I heard uh, that the Southwest, the whole Southwest, or much of the Southwest, is experiencing a drought over the past. Uh, I don't know, decade or two. Yeah, we got a little bit of rain over you in, the last what, few days, but not what, much. What area of Texas would are you are you in? Is it west, more like west yeah, Texas? I'm, I'm west Texas, north okay. northwest Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's weird though. He just kind of made me think about it when he called. Yeah. But um, and thanks again uh, for getting my back yesterday with the caller. I, <laughs> that uh, was. Social pariah. I think he, yeah, I think he just yeah. misunderstood you. Yeah, no, uh, no harm. I was just, thanks for getting my back there. But, um, yeah, I called about, uh, there was a caller in the past that mentioned, like, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while, that called about abortion and, like, if you can't be pro-life and then pro-death penalty. Yeah, Rich from, uh, from, well, I said from Facebook, but from California, he called in and yeah. called me a hypocrite for being pro-death penalty, but pro-life. I promised I wouldn't mention him. But, oh, you're uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> with my call screener. But, oh, nice. um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the way I kind of see it, I don't know, you may be don't agree, maybe you do, but uh, the way I see it is like those people that are like, our death penalty laws are really pretty liberal already. Like you've really got to, I know. You know, do something pretty bad even to, and then even if you get sentenced to it, the likelihood of you actually being put to death are almost nil. Like you'll sit in prison on appeals and other nonsense and never really actually, very rarely does it actually occur. Yeah. But those people, the way I see it, that's a forfeit of their life. You know, they weren't, it's not a matter of killing an innocent and then, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I, they can't kill this guy because I'm pro-life. It's like that guy had a chance. Like he, you know, did something egregious and forfeit his own life. It's not, you know, it's not up to, you know, it's not like killing an innocent baby. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was, it's the difference between innocence, innocence and guilt. You don't kill the innocent. You, you have to punish the guilty. And, you know, if it, let's say it did happen to someone that was innocent, you know, they got the death penalty, you know, I would, I would say that's wrong and I feel sorry for it. But, I mean, most likely there were, there were, uh, you know, things that pointed to you in that situation that, 
maybe you should have been doing differently, living your life different in the first place. Right. But yep. I think those people are forfeiting their own life. It's not a matter of I'm, you know, pro killing people. It's like you gave up. You you did something to warrant yeah. losing your own life. The people you killed didn't have a choice in the matter. Right. So part of what you, you do, do that's part of what you do when you when you do the death penalty, and it should be swift justice. I think. Um, right. It, yeah. It, it shouldn't makes be it sitting around in prison waiting. Yeah. It. It, I bet you that it helps put a damper on um, on other people wanting to do a murder, you know? I mean, some people are so out of control, and they, they're going to still murder. Murders are still going to happen, but it, I bet you it's yeah, a, deter, a deterrent, and it's also justice. It's a matter like of places justice. Places where they pop your hands off for, for stealing, it's like, right. I bet people think long and hard before they steal something in that yeah. type of... Uh, type of a place, you know, they're like, oh, well, maybe I don't need to, you know, steal that Rolex so bad or whatever you're stealing. Yeah. I don't need that maybe as bad as I thought. Whereas here, they're like, oh, it's under a thousand dollars. They don't worry about it. I know. They're not even Go going to jail, Barry. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead and load up your pantry. But I just thought that and I've been kind of weighing on me. I was like, I, I wanted to call in and mention it. I was like, those people are just like, they gave up their chance. Like, they... They had a chance. They weren't aborted. You know, everybody, you know, they were born, they lived, and then they chose to do something, you know, horrible to someone else. Yeah. So they they got what's coming to them. And it should be, you know, you should be, like, from the courtroom to the to the gavel. Like... I agree. A, but anyway. Well, thank you, man. Got for you, buddy. Have a good weekend, my friend. You as well, Bobby. Take care, man. Sure. Bye. He's catching all the bulls and making them into liberals, says uh, Commander Kim. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Indians, the American Indians, this is what I heard. I don't know how true it is. Um, the American Indians would be like, uh, try to use the whole animal and just be like appreciative of the fact that they were killing the animal to, to stay alive. Isn't that nice? Um, quick super chat before I get back to calls and things and stories. Uh, w, w, B advocate says happy late birthday. Nice. Thank you. You know, guys, um, it is my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. It was just my birthday just now in July, just, uh, this past July of 2021, about, um, what is that? 10 months ago, roughly. And I turned 40. Yeah. So, uh, we're still celebrating. Thank you, guys. And it's actually Anchor Baby's birthday as well. Nick Stream, host of the Nick Stream, or host of Nick Stream. Fridays, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Check it out. That's today. Friday the 13th is his birthday, and he was born on a Friday the 13th. Wow, 28 years old. That's a man. So, happy birthday, Nick Stream. Check him out. We're also going to have a Fallen State episode which is cool, with an interesting young lady. JLP interviewed her a bit back. Um, hey, bulls don't taste good. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I only like cows. <laughs> I feel better about that. Um, yeah, I'm closer to 41, says Tom New. <laughs> yeah, a couple months it'll be my birthday. The heck. 
Um, but that's very nice, and we have church on Sunday. I always love church with Jesse Lee Peterson. And I have a secret that I want to share with you, but I don't think I will share it. But I did find there was a man who texted me requesting a particular interview that JLP conducted 10 years ago with a man who is now gone. And I have found that. And uh, now I've passed it on to Nick's hands. Nick is the new producer. The <laughs> new. He's been producer of the Jason Lee Peterson show for some time now. I'm like two, three producers ago. But anyway, guys, um, thank you very much. Quickly, let me get to uh, William in California. He's uh, been on hold. William in California, how are you doing? Oh, hey, man, doing all right, man. Nice. Uh, that music, I wasn't even going to call in today, but uh, that was good, man. Nice. Yeah, it was kind that of metal, and good. you're a metal fan. That's lust yes. control. So, uh, I'm, Well, I mean, you know, metal, rock, I like all that stuff, but right. they kind of remind me of an old group I used to listen to. Uh, the Tubes had a tune very, very similar to that. Yeah, and, it was uh, it was very nostalgic for me too because it almost reminded me of like Double Dragon from the Nintendo, the old school uh, Nintendo game. I just yeah, I, re- okay. I really like that type of rock music or metal right. or punk right. or hardcore whatever. It First is. thing came to my mind was like, oh, is that the Tubes? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> now me and Nick were talking about that. Uh, what the, the different? Well. What really got me with that tune is that me and Nick was talking about the rhythm section. Like James Brown said, he said, if you don't have the bass player and the drummer together, everybody has to follow those two instruments. Nice. And and it has to be EQ'd correctly as well. So whoever engineered, the sound man, whoever engineered that did a really good job. And then the tune was pretty, you know, pretty good. Nice, man. Shout out to Bobby in Texas. I am a city boy. Yeah, me too. We we, we have a uh, small farm in the wine country up in Santa Rosa, and we go up there and help my grandfather. He didn't live there either, but we had some cows up there when I was a teenager, and we used to do that thing with the chute and castrate the bulls. That's your meat. That is your meat. Ground beef? So, yes, that is your meat. Okay. And, um, you know, so that what he's doing, shout out to you, Bobby, in Texas, is hard work. Very hard work. Yeah, shoot. They put a little device around their sack, <laughs> and eventually it falls off. And All right, thank you for this. That's, that, thank I you mean, for sharing. <laughs> I'm getting lightheaded. Um, it's not. I mean, he's got. He's more than likely had black Angus, probably black Angus, white face. He's probably got some pretty good looking stuff. And if he's in West Texas, I know he has some good looking stuff. He's probably around Lubbock, Texas, and all of that that area. He's got a lot of cattle. You know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh, what uh, the guy that was in Palo Alto, um, I, I don't know. I kind of see that hard. Well, I'm not going to say I don't believe him, but that is the very thing that people that own property don't like. What, what is, is that? What, okay. Um, we were talking about the, he was living in Palo Alto. Yeah. All right. Palo Alto is like a little small version of Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's a very, very nice place. And um, I do go through Palo Alto to go to the game. That's uh, Stanford, University of Stanford. Oh, okay. It's in Palo Alto. Oh, really? I've so, been to Stanford. It's beautiful. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Very expensive. Very nice place. Yeah. Uh, we go through there for the big game when Cal plays Stanford. 
Cal being Berkeley, right? Is that Berkeley? Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of Stanford, of course. And um, So what was he saying nice, that was hard to believe? What was he saying I, about I, Palo Alto? It's not that it's hard to believe. I, I kind of do believe him in a way because, like, let's look at Chicago. A lot of people don't know most of Chicago is pretty nice. Right. But when they start redistributing the wealth and placing people in different neighborhoods, what you do is you invite single-parent homes. Right. In these areas. Yeah. Here's the deal. What's the percentage of people that have Section 8 that they move in these neighborhoods? What's the percentage of them having two-parent homes? Yeah. Very low. And then even the even the more up up well-to-do and uppity people are starting to get uh, that ghetto mindset. They're kind of fashioning themselves after the black culture. Including, it, it makes them uncomfortable, and, yeah. you know, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with skin color. I mean, right. I mean people like to get but mad about that one. I know. But the, the thing is, is that, you, as you know, I have income property in San Francisco. I don't necessarily want anybody next door to my tenants that have Section 8. It's no, right. big, no biggie. It's nothing personal. You don't really have But the they're income. riffraff sometimes, or loud, or whatever. Yeah. You don't and like that. It's then, not pleasant. Right. And then under rent control, you can't hardly get rid of them. Yeah, what a shame. So, um, see, right across, it, I kind of believe him in a way because right across the train tracks, that's Southern Pacific, if you go through Palo Alto, Palo Alto's on the west side mm-hmm. of the track. Okay. On the east side of the track, there's a town called East Palo Alto, which used to be the murder capital of the United States sometime, I think, in like the mid-90s. Wow. It was bad. Okay. And it's just, it's only across the train track. So here's the deal. <laughs> By now, 2022, that might be true what he's saying. And I don't think people in Palo Alto really want East Palo Alto people living next door to them. Right. I do believe that. Okay. As far as the um, climate change, I remember that. I remember that smog. Oh yeah, it was wild. We had, but it's declined so much. Think about it; it's declined so much. That's why it's it's a lot of BS when it comes to climate. And that's thanks to the catalytic converter, right? Is that the catalytic converter? I heard. uh, Yeah, we're cleaning up the air with our cars. The cars don't burn as dirty as they used to anyway. So if you go to LA, you really don't see it that smog like you used to in the seventies. I mean, so even in it's even better than even in the nineties when I was eighties, eighties and nineties. I used to get smogged playing Mm -hmm. out basketball in the afternoon, where I would try to breathe in and go. (gasps) What a mess! But it's not like that anymore. I mean, the cars don't burn. the, The emissions are not as dirty as they used to be. Right. So it's like we're falling for a big game here. Yeah. You know, it's like. What are you talking about? I mean, when they went to the catalytic converter from the carburetor, that cleaned everything up. Yeah. The cars don't burn as dirty as they used to. Yeah. And, you know, like Ontario, like you were talking about Ontario, that's where the track used to be. It's really hot out there. Yeah. So they, they, I think they closed that track. You're talking about Ontario, California? Yeah. Yeah. Used to be a track, they, they you know, auto I, racing. I vaguely and remember they, that. Yeah. 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 It was a big track. The World Finals NHRA used to be there. Then they moved it to Pomona. We had one in Irwindale for a while, but even you, that one closed did, down. You did. But then they moved it to Pomona to the, uh, as you know, the fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah. You Beautiful know, so Pomona. 
<laughs> yeah, they'll do the they'll do the uh, winter nationals and then they'll do the world finals. They actually do it at, at both races at the same track. They used to split that and give Ontario one and Pomona the other. But yeah, that's a scorching hot area. Yeah, should be hitting about the nineties right now. Well. But uh, Bobby, right on, man. That's some that's some that's some honest work. <laughs> yeah. That, no, no, no. That's serious, man. I mean, I'm I'm a city boy, but I got a taste of that with my grandfather, and um, that bailing hay and all that stuff. It'll humble you. I I got itchy from handling hay. There, I went to a <laughs> wedding and I uh, we had to we were we people sat on hay bales. That, those were the pews, yeah. and, and we had yeah. the aisle in between it. People walked yeah. the aisle. I, wore, I was in the wedding party, and I got some Quicksilver flip-flop sandals, and I have those to this day, and the, and the people who got married, <laughs> they divorced within a few years, so my, yeah, my flip-flops yeah. lasted longer than their marriage. What to a mess. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to somebody. I don't know who it was in the chat when uh-huh. I called the other day, and I pointed out that the fact that um, uh, generational wealth is not privileged. Right. And somebody did say something that didn't even daunt me. Generational wealth is not just economic success. It's actually what this person in the chat room said. It could be a lot of different things, two-parent home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, values. Yeah, wealth, moral, moral and moral cultural value. Yeah, and yeah, cultural yeah. Somebody wealth. pointed that out. Yeah, that is true. Yep. It's not just money, but it's also a lot of other things. And what happens is, and it's, it hurts the black community a lot that they don't, you know, they don't have that anymore. They used to. They used to. Yeah. They used to have more generational wealth than whites. Uh-huh. Terrible. But, like, you know, 1960, two-parent homes in the black community were more likely than their counterparts. I, that's what I've heard. I don't know if it was 60, but it was earlier than that. It, I think it was. Um, yeah. By 65, they had, I think it was 65 or 63, it's that not. Democrat came out with the report. The Moynihan, yeah. J. Patrick Moynihan, who was a Democrat, I think. Yeah. The Moynihan yeah. report, it was at 25% or 29% out of wedlock yeah. births, and that was considered a mm-hmm. crisis. And now whites are past that today. And uh, you know, it was, uh, it was rightly get, called a crisis it, in the black it, it, family. That's true. That's true. You know, and and then you know, you 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 really really take for granted things that you have yeah. growing up that 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 you never thought about it till you get grown and think about it. Yeah. And then the people die off and everything. I, I I lost my dad. I lost my grandfather. Those people got old and they moved on. Here's the deal. What they say: you never know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. I did true. not know about any of this generational wealth thing coming up. I, I didn't think to myself, my brother and I did not think, hey man, we are very fortunate yeah. to be able to go up here and help our grandfather with cattle. Yeah, that's cool. And we did not, we, we, used, to, we, used, to, we used to moan and groan about it. We didn't want to I know, <laughs> Pretty tr- that's so true, man. But, but William, we, I gotta run. It's great talking with you. You too. All right. Have, have a good, good weekend. weekend. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Before I get to uh, Angel in California, or is it Angel in California? Oh, man. 
Uh, let me quickly read a few chats over here. Some interesting, uh, things. Oops, I jumped all the way down. I know I pronounced it kind of with a, I pronounced it like a beaner. What a mess. Um. U.S. has, according to Butch over there on Facebook, the U.S. has 35% less pollution emissions than the rest of the world. Is that true? Man. Kevin House says, man, Hake would get those ankles broke. He can't hoop wet. <laughs> you don't know me, but yeah, I got a beta back. But don't try me. You cannot have generational wealth, generation wealth without morality unless you're an el- a so-called elite, says Ghost Rider. I think there's some truth to that. I do think so. John WX25 with a super. On streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report, of course the Lib virus wanted meat packing companies to shut down. They want everyone else, they want everyone eating tofu. Soy? Soy isn't tofu soy based, which is estrogenic, which uh, puts such and such on males. Believe nothing the white libvorous pushes, he says. Yeah. I agree. Liberals, says A.J. Bug, are always stealing the catalytic converters. That's right, out of the older Priuses here in L.A. You hear a Prius groaning all out, or you did a year ago or two, and it would be... That's because the catalytic converter was stolen out of the bottom of their vehicle. It was easy to steal them out of the Priuses. You know, the Toyota Priuses. They don't believe in climate change, says AJ Bug. <laughs> yeah. They would steal them for, like, the copper. By liberals, he means uh, criminals. Because most criminals are liberals. Democrats. Democrats fill the prisons. It's a fact, Jack. It's true. That's why they want felons voting. Yep. Hague double dribbles. Whatever, man. Whatever. Dribble, dribble uh, spit out of my mouth while I'm dribbling the basketball. <laughs> Anyway, let me get to Angel in California. Angel in California, am I pronouncing it correctly? Are you there? Thanks. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, is it Angel? Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Angel. Nice. Nice to hear from you, Angel. It's been a little while. Yeah, I know. I know. I was meaning to call, but I'm at work. That's why it's hard to call. Oh, I understand. Yep. I appreciate you tuning in, though. So I wanted to tell you that you were on fire. I heard that debate with you and that Avalon guy, and it was amazing. Oh, cool. So, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, you were good. You were amazing. So I wanted to know, like, how did it go about where he wants to do that with you again? Because wasn't he humiliated enough? I mean, <laughs> that was embarrassing, you know? So how is that going to happen again? Does he want to debate you again, or, or what? Apparently he's up for it. I don't know if it was a suggestion from James Kuntz over there at the based Modern Day Debate. Modern Day Debate is an excellent channel. They've had JLP on, and they've been growing like crazy. I flew out to Dallas and debated Destiny and others. Um, he, it might have been a suggestion from Modern Day Debate, or it might have been Hunter himself. You know, people are kind of blind. They don't know if they won or lost, especially if you're in the middle of a debate. You don't know really how you did. Um, yeah, it's kind of up to the outside observer, or God himself, or whatever. To decide if you won or lost, if as if God cares about a debate, right? But um, so I don't know if Hunter, 
I don't know how, how Hunter felt about that discussion that I had with him before about systemic racism. But yeah, he's going to talk to me again. Is the plan? Wow. Maybe maybe next wow. uh, Wednesday <laughs> evening, uh, about four thirty. Yeah, I think is um, the plan. Four thirty Pacific. I think he knows he did bad because he had a resort to name calling and he kept calling you a woman and that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> and I think he knows he lost, but maybe, you know, he wants to come back and try to, you know, because I'm pretty sure he's he looks humiliated in that in that video. Maybe so. You know, he. I think he streams at the same time that Modern Day Debate is streaming, and that's partly why I mostly had supporters of my show, supporters of Hake, who were tuning in and, and commenting and super chatting on my, on my stream. Yeah, that was cool. And his supporters were on his stream, is my guess. And so, I don't know, maybe his supporters enjoy hate-watching Hake, because I think I'm... Uh, a fairly fun hate watch person, person to to watch hatefully, <laughs> even if you disagree. Some people, like some of the blacks, have even told me that I'm entertaining. One of the black Hebrew Israelites told me I'm entertaining, which is a compliment coming from a black because blacks are, except for Tim Scott, pretty entertaining. Governor Tim's no yeah. Rhino Tim Scott, not to be confused with the real one in a chat. So yeah, yeah, you're right about that because John from Kentucky is super entertaining, and so is Maze. <laughs> <laughs> the heathen maze, the heathen. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Well, it's great to hear from you. So, Appreciate the um, feedback. His wife had to call him to defend him. Do you remember that? His yeah, she's su- in and she That's true. <laughs> so Car- embarrassing. Carissa Avalone gave a super chat. Yeah, she contributes, I think, or helps with modern day okay. debate sometimes. She's a. I debated her okay. too, as you may recall, about the war on men. So. Okay. Yeah. So I think that maybe he watched her debate, and I don't know what I don't know how he even picked up the female-minded thing, but I felt like he was just mocking me, and because I do a lot yeah, of the female-minded. Yeah, he was being minded. a baby because he wasn't <laughs> getting anywhere. He wasn't getting anywhere. He was just reading off of like some article. You know, he wasn't. Right. That's all he had was just reading from somebody else. Yeah. You know, and you could tell he was doing that. So. Yeah, and he goes but with you know the... what, Jesse... Yeah, go ahead. Jesse uh, Peterson's right about you, that you're on fire. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Can you do that again? Can you humiliate him again? <laughs> we'll see what happens. I... Yeah, because, you yeah. know, it's going to be interesting, the subject. Yeah, gay adoptions. I, yeah, that's it's, cool. a, it's an important topic. Yeah. It's it a very is important, important topic. That's why you need to come at him hard. Okay. I appreciate the advice. I'll be, I'll be listening. All right. And that happy birthday. Good. Thank you, Angel. And it's it's uh, Nick Stream's birthday, too. Anchor Baby. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Happy birthday to him, too. Nice. Well, take care, Angel. It's good to hear from you. Okay, you too. Have a great nice weekend. To hear from you. All right. You, too. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> so, uh, before I get back to calls, guys, hang tight, callers. Let me quickly tell you this quick story about Naomi Judd. She's the woman who uh, who killed herself. I mean, before it was saying that she died and we didn't know if she killed herself or not. At least I didn't. And then it was rumored that she killed herself. Here's a quote from Ashley Judd who supported the Me Too movement. The barrier between the regard in which they held her, who's they, the fans, I guess, 
couldn't penetrate into her heart. It doesn't make sense. A barrier is meant to not be penetrated, usually. But anyway, uh, the barrier couldn't be penetrated, I guess, into her heart. Between the regard of the people between, and her heart. But the regard of the people isn't supposed to be what fulfills your heart. The lie that the disease told her was so convincing, interestingly. Um, uh, that's what Ashley Judd said, the liberal actress, about her mother, the country music icon Naomi Judd, who died, and they said died of a, died of mental illness or something like that. This is, this is a couple weeks back. And it was the day before she and her daughter, Winona Judd, Ashley Judd's sister, Winona Judd, Naomi Judd's daughter, mother-daughter, inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame as mother-daughter singing duo The Judds, who sang Grandpa, Tell Me About the Good Old Days, which is a great song that JLP has sung. Did she shoot herself? Asks Bernie Mac. Apparently, I think uh, Ashley Judd says that's a detail we don't like to, to talk about. But yeah, I think she did shoot herself. <sighs> uh, Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days was by Jamie O'Hara. It's just a man, a country music legend himself, who also died. N- a normal death, I assume. I don't know. But pretty wild, huh? Rest in peace. Um, I guess. She didn't have peace in, in life. And yet she was supposed to be like a sort of a Christian, a traditionalist. I guess those country music people are not so, so upstanding, huh? It's been infiltrated and subverted themselves, too. Well, what a mess. Who cares about these so-called celebrities? Not I, says Fresh Prince. (laughs) Uh, They shouldn't put that, all that mess out there, says Canadian David. Yeah. But it's... So-called Mental Health Awareness Month. By the way, um, support JLP on Subscribestar. Or Rockfin, if you prefer. But Subscribestar. By the way, shout out to the Subscribestar supporters of the Hake Report, too. It's Subscribestar.com slash J.C. Lee Peterson. I'm a supporter, too. And there's and that has exclusive content. And then, of course, uh, Subscribestar.com slash the Hake Report. I have 17 supporters now. Nice! Thank you. And shout out to uh, Groypatius as well. Thank you, man. Let me know if you want the uh, exclusive content. You guys who support off, off Subscribestar. Let me quickly get to, I don't know what he wants, but Rich in California. I was bantering a little bit with Rich. Rich, your phone is loud. He must be cooking. Why is it loud? I don't know. You're f- I'm walking. Oh, you're walking? Yeah, I hear, like, cars, and I can barely hear your voice. Let me get your phone correct in the meantime, man. Uh, let me get to Mays, my favorite caller in Dayton, Ohio. We're in the last few minutes here. Mays, my favorite caller. Hey. How are you doing? Uh, it's better. You know, some entertainers are great. You learn from them. And some people that don't have nothing to say, and your opinion is better than uh, 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 your facts and opinions is better than an entertainer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hake is more entertaining than some of these so-called entertainers. Can you believe it? And so uh, I, don't, I don't let people entertain me. Oh, okay. I'm not looking for anybody to entertain Nice. I want to entertain me. I want to see what you got behind your brain. Nice. You, know, you can think. 
and then you sit about and listen to people like the lady that's just hung up. Uh-huh. You don't know how to think. She needs somebody to have somebody to think for her. I'm not a follower. I think, and I, and I give my opinion. You give your opinion, and that's the way it should be. Do you, do you ever listen to my debates? No. Oh. One, one I did. Oh, nice. Thank you. Asmador. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. really so much of a debate as an interview, but thanks for tuning into that. interview, I listened to him. So nice. entertainers, don't, entertainers don't go listen to see what other people think. Uh, just, just, they, they sit in one spot and brain stay in one spot. And okay. people that's been around and see things and know things, they learn. You're an entertainer. Teachers teach. You're an enter- entertainer. You're an entertainer, Maze. Did if you know that? you're looking at somebody for fun and not learning, something's wrong with you. Did you know that that's you're an entertainer? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm you're, not, you're, I'm, I'm not you are a crazy. natural. It's genetic. I'm natural. It's genetic. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm natural. Oh. God gave me the opportunity to use what I have, my brain, ask questions, and give opinions, and then give facts. That's what I do. Cool. So if somebody's looking for an entertainer, they better go look at, uh, you know, like those people that, like, uh, who could I say? Uh, Chris Rock or somebody like that to get uh-huh. entertained. Yeah. Because you don't learn anything. It's up a joke so you can laugh. And if you don't see, if you don't, if you're not sitting looking at entertainers like that, that's what an entertainer is that I think. Okay. And somebody just running a uh, flapper and don't learn anything, can't tell anybody anything. What do you call those kind of people? Big mouths. A lost cause. Mo- I society. call them motor mouth maze esque. <laughs> you call them a lost cause to society. That's what you call them. <laughs> but they only can see one way and one thing. So is Asmador an enter- is en- is Asmador an entertainer? Yes. Nice. He entertains. Indeed. He entertains Christianity. He can Not even. Me. He can even. Uh, he can That's even so channel the black talk. Have you ever heard That's him talk opinion. black? Really? <laughs> Have you ever heard Asmador talk black? No, I don't know why a black person supposed to how a black person sound. Entertaining. I mean, talk black. What is black talk? Entertainingly. Really? They speak entertainingly, usually. So he Billy sound is, is what. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Mays. So you take Governor Alabama, and you take jo- uh, George W. Bush, and the people like that. Can you tell the difference from the language? The governor of Alabama. I'm blanking on yeah, who that is. Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and George W. Bush. Have you heard her, have you heard her speak? The Alabama has a female. Oh, is that Kay Ivey? Oh, yeah, yeah. She does have quite the voice, quite the <laughs> accent. She's kind of cute. Yeah, seventy-seven-year-old Kay Ivey. You don't get it. I talked about don't her. Get it in Back in April. I said smart people don't Spotify get it. Spotify censored my inter- try to learn. Spotify censored my grow. episode on Kay that touched on Kay Ivey. One of them. You hear me, James? What'd you say? Smart people don't try, don't get entertained. Smart people try. Bright people do. They get uh, entertained. Smart people don't because they're trying to learn. Not okay. You said bright people don't get entertained. Smart people no. do. Bright no, smart, is is it good to be bright. I said bright people, bright. Bright. Yeah, bright. They think they think they're smart. Okay. Asmador says. Asmador says he's an. Asmador says he's an infotainer. Infotainer. As for who? Asmador. Yes. Oh, no worry about me. Infotainment. You get information and you get entertained. Mm-hmm. Nice. But then, is then you look at people and you listen to some of them talk like. Where are they going? It's putting me to sleep. It's so boring. Not learning nothing. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of something somebody else said. 
I have a super chat. I have a super chat for you from Asmador who says, so is Maze saying bright people never go to the circus or watch a comedian? Is that what you're saying? Bright people, they never go to a circus or watch a comedian? Uh, bright people that think they're smart and you everybody looking around like, what are they talking about? Like that lady, uh, the one that... Well, they bright to, people, uh, to you, bright people like think one, they're smart, like but the they're not. The one that said that they're taking the baby, food, the baby milk down to the border. People like that. She thinks she's smart, but she's bright. <laughs> and she's coming to hollering the government. I said, don't you dumb think that you're working with the government? What are you doing to make I think that she's. Of- I think that Mays is actually using bright as, like, not a compliment. You're talking about Marjorie Green. Chlorine, that, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chlorine? Smart, nothing smart about you. Bright, like so bright, white-skinned? No, that has nothing to do. You got someone to call you that don't even look like you. Okay. They're bright, too. All right. Um, but anyway, Maze, I got to I got to Why didn't you other part of the uh, report about that, 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 that uh, milk plant closing now? Okay. I'll, 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 have to, I'll have to look into that for next week, Maze. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and have yes. a nice weekend. Uh, so the one that want to be on the tank and learn something. You have a good day. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> Rich in California, I'm sorry I cannot get to you. We are at the end of the show. It is time to end. It is the Hake Report, uh, the fallenstate.tv in an hour or so. Church with Jesse Lee Peterson on Sunday. And don't forget, 4 p.m. today, Anchor Baby's show called Nickstream. Very cool. Thanks, guys, and take care. Adios.